up, everybody? Welcome back to the Mile Higher Podcast and the last one of 2019. Although you might be listening to this in 2020. Maybe. Isn't that wild? Gosh, we're like right on the brink of a new decade here. We are. It's insane. Knocking on 2020's door. Yes, we are. And today we're here to do, you know what's crazy? This is the third time that we are doing this. Entering year number three. Yes, we do our annual breakthroughs and discoveries of the past year episode. We've done 2017, 2018, and 2019, yeah. this one now. Yeah, which is a lot of fun because it's sometimes I like think back to previous episodes and like, mm -hmm. what were those breakthroughs and discoveries? And then yeah. think about where we're at now. And you kind of seen a trend of, of, of different things when it comes to technology, especially because yeah. things change so much. But yeah, it's really developing cool to, really fast. So yeah, we have a lot of interesting topics in store for today's episode. But before we get into this week's news stories, I'd like to thank our loan sponsor today, Calm, for yes. being there all year for us. Yes. Calm is a great app, definitely check it out. And along with checking out the Calm app, I definitely recommend you check out Hemp Bombs if you haven't already. They make yes. some of the best CBD products on the market. Bring that Calm with you into 2020. You know, definitely. That chill. Definitely. CBD is the best. CBD can definitely help you with that for sure. So check that out at hempbombs.com and you can use the code MILEHIGHER for 20% off your purchase. But now let's go ahead and get into our news topics for this week. Yeah, so the first story revolves around YouTube. Yes. YouTube's been kind of a crazy place lately. It, it really like. has. And I'm glad we're going to talk about this because I haven't had a chance to really address yeah. this whole thing. Yeah. So the story is actually about cryptocurrency focused channels on YouTube actually. Because earlier this week, YouTube just deleted hundreds of videos from several dozen channels. So YouTube actually restored these deleted videos. They said it was a mistake and that the system essentially flagged them as harmful or dangerous content and sale of regulated goods. And this is something we're starting to see across all different genres on the platform, including Kendall with yeah. one of her videos got slapped with a harmful or dangerous content mm -hmm. and a community strike. So they literally took the video down, removed it from YouTube. They just mm -hmm. delete it. Right. And, and what's most frustrating about it is they don't tell you why exactly. No, they just refer you back to the community guidelines. Yeah. It was my Jamie Kloss video that was removed. So that was, and it was about the, it Finding was like her. the follow up. I made a video when she first went missing and then I made a video again once she was found. Right. And so there was definitely not anything. I kept it really like pretty, yeah. I guess, clean, you could say for true crime. Like it's yeah. not, you know, it's not an ideal situation by any means, but. But nothing that displays harmful or no, dangerous. And I kept like, I barely talked about anything because there's barely any information out is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like I basically just said like she was found and kind of went over a few things. Like I don't understand how this was the one to be removed. I've covered far worse on my channel, much more graphic things. I was really surprised. So when I got this alert that it was taken down, taken down right. completely, that's the first time this ever happened to me. And I thought this must be a mistake. Right. So we appealed it. But then I got an email saying that it was confirmed and it actually was taken down. It was not a mistake. So I don't understand really why that video. And it, it makes me really concerned, especially when it says you could next time if this happens again, you could get a strike. Like that's not good as a creator. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you get three, your channel's like deleted. They permanently delete it from yeah. YouTube. Yeah. So if I get one more, then I lose like live streaming or something. Or you, if the your first strike, you lose upload access for a week. It's just like it's super stressful, and it makes me feel like I've done something wrong. Like I'm being punished, or like it creates an anxiety and like a whole nother stress around YouTube and uploading to my channel and what can I do and what can't I do? And like, where is this all going? It's just super bizarre. It seems like they're really over censoring. Well, and it just makes you question their whole system altogether and their right. algorithms. And mm -hmm. what I, I just wish there was more transparency with it. Yeah, and, I do too. I mean, I have yet to get a, re a reason. Yeah. And the fact that they won't tell you exactly mm -hmm. what it is about your video. That's what's crazy is they're like, we took your video down. It's been com completely deleted. You can watch it. You can't even download your video from YouTube after no. they've done this too. Right. Which and is so we annoying. We have had experience with a video being removed. We had a podcast that was removed yeah, from yeah. YouTube. It's still on our like Spotify and our iTunes, but you won't find our Maura Murray episode on YouTube anymore because it was actually removed. Yeah. And we can't figure out why. I mean, Josh was drinking like a 
light beer or something during Which it. Which you couldn't even see it, really. Like, no, it's not like I was displaying. Maybe that was why. But, but it's not. There's though. no way that was it. Because there's tons of YouTube channels yeah. that are drinking and on it. And Look at Nelk. In there. Yeah, and, I mean, yeah. that's one of the top channels right now is the Nelk Boys, and they they drink a ton on there. And their videos like, are on there, so they haven't gotten three strikes yet. That's like, not doesn't make that's any not sense. why. So we don't know why. So we never figured out why that one was removed. So we're probably going to redo that episode eventually. Maybe it's a family complaint. But then again, why? I feel like that would be dealt with differently or we would be contacted if that's how they're dealing with. If that's really if it's really a family complaint, I hope they're dealing with it better than just telling you you have harmful, dangerous content, not telling you I'm just removing it. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder if it could be people reporting the video, too. For some reason. I don't know. It could be. Like enough people reported it. But why would, I don't see why, there's no way that that's the video that gets reported on my channel, the Jamie Kloss found. Yeah. That makes no sense. Like that's the one to upset people and they'd report it. I've never had issues with anyone reporting my stuff and my content's pretty well received. I don't don't remember getting any negativity about that video. It was pretty like, like I said, it was, I remember it being pretty brief. There was barely any information out at the time. I haven't even been able to watch it because it's been removed. Well, you can go through and watch it, but you go through it and you're like, what the hell? Like you just have no clue. We watched the beginning. It's just, it doesn't make any sense. Like at least give us a timestamp of what part caused the community guideline warning. Like what the hell? It's just, it's very worrisome because YouTube used to be such a platform where you could come mm-hmm. on there and and really say speak your mind mm-hmm. and you know execute your rights on it and now it just seems like it's becoming such a censored place and yeah. and in all aspects of it too and just if it's not doesn't fall right into their little categories then mm-hmm. you're at risk for channel deletion and I think it matters to more than just YouTubers that this is happening yeah. like it's the largest platform. No one comes even close yeah, so. to a video platform. No one competes with YouTube. There's no like actual no. competition for them. There's other platforms, but they don't even come close. With the sheer amount of content on you know, it, it's like, unreal. So many people use this. Do you want to be censored? Do you well, want to like be filtered? Like, mm-hmm. what are you, a baby? We are not allowed to have... It's like parental controls. It's just weird. It well, makes no sense. It's like saying you can't have R-rated movies. Right. We have R-rated movies and it's clearly marked not for kids. Right. Just like how you would mark right. that, something like that. That is obviously not for kids, but that doesn't mean that there are not ads running on R-rated movies. Exactly. Exactly. Like, I mean, there's a whole true crime channel on TV. It's just totally out of touch to be like, it's not. I mean, taking ads is one thing, completely removing it and almost yeah. punishing the creator is a whole different thing. Yeah. And for that to be confirmed made me really concerned about the future on YouTube. And about their processes. Like, yeah, what is the that, hell are they doing? Is the appeal just like some robot that's doing it or AI or, you know, something like that? Or is it an actual human that's reviewing the actual reason for the appeal and yeah. then going and investigating further yeah. to double check and make sure it wasn't a mistake? Because it clearly was a mistake. Yeah. And we've got no I can't help talk from to YouTube. anyone. That's crazy. Even my agency has tried to reach out to like contacts at YouTube and try to talk to someone and we can't get a hold of anyone no that can talk, talk to us, us about this. Yeah. No, I like know. it's, a, it's crazy that well, how many subscribers do I have? 1.5, 1.6 million. Yeah. How do I not have a contact at YouTube that can like help me in these situations? I have no one to talk to. Like they're my employer. It's just absurd. They need to get yeah. their shit together. Yeah. Especially be. when it comes to true crime, because that is growing so much. I mean, true crime is absolutely growing at mm-hmm. a huge rate. I just mm-hmm. saw an MTV shows launching. They're launching a new, like with Neve from Catfish. Mm-hmm. They're making a true crime show. And they're going to have advertisers yeah. on that and everything. Yeah. It's not an issue. I mean, get with the times. It's just stupid, especially on a video about a girl being found. It was an amazing story. She saved herself. I don't know why that was removed. I truly cannot figure it out. Well, at least, at least you're not alone in the issues affecting all creators yeah. on the platform, including like the ones I mentioned, the cryptocurrency channels. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's the other thing too, sale of regulated goods. They're going to start cracking down on anything that can be as technically a regulated good. You can't about perm- CBD. Yeah. I think that could end up being an issue at some point, but right now I don't think it's, I think it's just Crazy. depending on how you approach it too. I think yeah. if you're trying to sell a regulated good through your channel, then that's one thing right. versus just kind of, loosely talking it. about it like on or in, like working with an them. affiliate yeah. type basis mm-hmm. like we do but if Versus you're like, like a, using your channel as a complete sales yeah. platform yeah yeah or you're like testing out all the products on your mm-hmm. channel things like that i think could end up 
uh, being an issue with this new mm-hmm. update to the community guidelines. I don't know. It's they got to figure it out because this is just insane. It is. But let's get into the next story. This comes right out of Colorado, actually. Of course, there's been lots of things happening with Colorado. I feel like, but this is very bizarre. This is a new phenomenon. There's large non-government drones flying in mysterious grid patterns across a couple rural counties in Colorado. This at is night. the trippiest thing. It's very, very bizarre. So there's these four counties that are on the border of Nebraska, eastern, northeastern Colorado, and they've been getting reports from the locals saying that between the hours of about 6 to 10 p.m., there's just all these drones coming out of seemingly nowhere and flying in in patterns where they're kind of going in a square, like almost like they're Mm -hmm. going organized. Yeah. Grid, you know, square by square of, of the land and taking photographs or something. But then other people have said they've literally just saw like a group of drones hovering over their town for for a couple hours just sitting there in the air. And what's crazy about this is you immediately think, okay, well, this has just got to be like some hobby drone pilots that are doing stuff. or be a lot of them. But yeah, they're seeing six to ten drones. Somebody even set up the 30, like almost like a swarm of drones. Yeah, it literally looks like a flock of birds. And they're big. They mm-hmm. don't look like little hobby drones like what I what no. I have, like the little digi. That looks like the one you had before. Yeah, yeah. So they're they're much larger, and they're some of even as big as six feet across, yeah. like much bigger than your typical consumer drone. Well, if you're not familiar with drones, and I'm not a drone expert at all, but they do have shows now, like drone light shows and performances, like in Vegas. We saw that Casey Musgraves one was pretty cool where they, um, you know, arrange them to music and they can all light up different colors and like work together in the sky. And sometimes they'll have like a hundred of them together and they're forming pictures and it's kind of like a firework display almost. Yeah. So you can program them all to work together and to create, to like kind of be a swarm Yeah, yeah, yeah. and somehow link them all up. I mean, it's pretty interesting technology. Right. So it's not like it's one, it's a bunch of different people operating each individual drone. They're probably all working together in a network. Maybe, maybe, but maybe not. I mean, yeah, I'm just saying probably, but why, why is it here? You know? Well, yeah. I mean, it'd be one thing if like, if you saw this in like New York or something or somewhere with a lot of people, you'd think maybe someone's trying to just entertain people or they're just doing a fun thing, but like, why in the middle of nowhere near Nebraska? Yeah. And they, it's not like they have like they're shining bright lights or anything like that. No. You only see, so like drones only have little navigation lights on them. Yeah. That aren't very, unless you put lights on them. Yeah. Unless you actually. Yeah, exactly. Which but is what they do in the light shows. Yeah. But, well, those are those are not even like remotely the same thing as what we're talking about as far as like drones go. Like those are special specialized light show drones. Right. But they work together is what I'm saying. Yeah. They yeah. have programmed them to all right. communicate. Right. Yeah. And I mean, as far as I know, I don't know of any drones that have like cameras and would be doing what these are doing all in unison yeah. like that. It's really bizarre. And they're really a lot weird. way larger than the drones that Kendall's talking about. Mm-hmm. But the craziest thing about it is the locals have obviously been asking the authorities, the police, like, what's going on? Do you guys know what's going on with these drones? We're seeing them every night. And it's been going on for a while across multiple areas um, of the state. And the authorities have no clue. They've literally gone to the Army, the Air Force, the FAA, and the DEA. So all, all federal law enforcement, they went to the military, and all of them have denied that these are their drones, and they have no clue what they are so odd so that kind of leaves you like what's going on Mm -hmm. i mean if i was a person living there i I would be a little uneasy i mean yeah every night nothing's happened like nobody's gotten hurt or anything like that but it'd be a little weird to look up every night and just see a bunch of drones flying around you have no clue what they're doing you just want to know why what's Mm -hmm. the point Mm -hmm. and that's where you know conspiracies run wild because people are like well what's going on here what is going on here it's got to be something weird one person said the cartel perhaps is using drones in this area. But then again, why would they be flying? Why? Why a big group of them? Maybe if they were using a drone, they'd just use like one drone or two drones. Like why do they need a fleet of drones in this one weird area in Colorado? I mean, that doesn't make sense. Yeah. I feel like one drone can capture plenty. Like they're all so close together. And flying in a grid pattern? Like yeah. square by square? Yeah. What's the point of making shapes? And that's where people are like, well, it could just be like some sort of private company that's doing aerial mapping, which is 
possible. But then again, why are they aerial mapping at night? Most of the times they yeah. aerial map during the day, I think. And wouldn't they tell people? Yeah, like why if wouldn't it's you causing tell? a stir, you'd probably be like, oh, that's just us guys. Like, especially if the police are involved, the police have been trying to figure this out. No one can figure you, it you out. You would think this private company would just They'd call up forward. the news station and be like, hey, this is us. No need to be yeah. alarmed. We're just capturing images for Google Earth or something. I'm surprised they haven't gotten one yet, like shot one down or something. Well, I think they're, they're flying pretty high. It's not like they're at a low place where you can really see them really well. Okay. They're up high so you can barely see their lights. Oh. They're they're up there. So what's the point? It's yeah. dark. What yeah. are they capturing? Right. That's the weird that's just what's so weird about it and why people are starting to freak a little bit is because it just doesn't what make any this? sense. Yeah. And that's where I think it could be some sort of government agency even there could be some secret shit. Maybe they're doing there could be some type of let's just say case or project that they're working on that is classified that they can't talk about. So they have to deny their existence, but they're using mm. them to look for something or they're doing something that I don't know. They need that type of footage, I guess. I don't know. Maybe there's some, t we don't know what equipment's on. We don't even know what but drones they are. Many? I feel like, okay, that kind of makes sense, but it kind of, well, yeah, wouldn't you only need one to do like some reconnaissance right. or something? Why do you need 30 or something? Lock of them. It's really weird. What are how different could their angles be that they're capturing? I mean, they're all so close together. They've got to have a pretty similar shot. I have no clue. Like they in one person said that they were flying in pairs, like three or four pairs. So Pair. like two flying together and like that's just so weird. And, mm. and if these are just typical drones to fly together, manually would be extremely hard if not almost impossible like from the ground that's what's so weird about it is what is it and what kind of drones are they what would be fucking crazy is if it's some foreign country that's oh, what i was yeah. thinking that's spying and we just have no clue but then again you're like why would they, they be, be spying so they would eastern know. colorado Who yeah cares? yeah well maybe that there's too. stuff hidden out but there but if you're gonna spy at all like you're gonna spy with a flock of 30 drones and you've like, already been spotted so to use one drone yeah. and like, it says they're reported to have six foot wingspans is that right that's how big these drones are not oh, all not gosh, all of them necessarily but some are pretty big yeah that's insane it's weird well i wonder if any of you guys live over there <laughs> can tell us if you've seen it or you live somewhere else and you've experienced yeah, this phenomenon before. just like a flock of lights like that. Yeah, it's really wild. Really weird. But we'll keep you updated on that one. <laughs> this next story comes out of Colorado as well. And this is just kind of a, I don't even know. So this guy decided that he was going to rob a bank, which he robbed a bank in Colorado Springs, the Academy Bank, just before 1230 p.m. on Monday and claimed to have a weapon in his pocket and took cash. Oh boy. And we don't really know what happened next, but according to a witness, they said that he came out of the bank and then proceeded to start throwing the money he had just gotten all over the place, like yeah. taking out his bag and throwing it out saying, Merry Christmas. <laughs> and he, he could be a Santa. Maybe he could just be like a Santa blue face over the holidays. Oh, in LA. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Standing on his car, throwing money out to people, <laughs> but robbing a bank and then proceeding to, He's having Walk his out Oprah moment. Throw it out. He wanted then, to share. Yeah. He's like Robin Hood. Yeah, yeah, kind of. <laughs> well, it didn't work out so well for him because he got arrested. Well, then he just casually, after he threw the money out of the bag, he just casually walked down the street to a Starbucks, sat down until the police came and arrested him. Like, that's such an odd bank robbery, isn't it? Maybe he just wanted to go to jail. I just don't know. He why. wants 30 days in. He's going to get a lot more than 30 days yeah, in. I was going <laughs> to say a lot more. How that's much time do you think he'll like, get? Oh, I bet he'll get a, a few years wow, for that. That's not worth it. Why would you do Depending that? Depending on his record and stuff. Oh, what if you're like just not in your right mindset at all and you do something crazy like that? Like you hear of people who have these like episodes where they're just like they don't know what's going on. They can't figure out reality. I mean, you must be to do something like that. It's clearly not well thought through. No, it's not rational. But then he robbed a bank. I mean, that takes some planning can't just yeah. right within 20 minutes be like i'm gonna go rob a bank that's like, true i don't know how weird i wonder if it was always his plan to throw the money or if he just was like you know what who needs money and just threw maybe it he out. thought he'd be like maybe the police will be like oh what a nice christmas story yeah, yeah let's make a let book out of go. it <laughs> maybe he thought he'd get like the reverse reaction and he'd, he'd be like a hero in the local right. news or something he's kind of got the santa look going too doesn't he 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's got the snow white beard. Very nice. His name is 60, or he's 65 years old. And he's named David Oliver. David Oliver. Claus. That, that's going to be a good story for prison, though, if you think about it. Like, <laughs> or a bad like, what story. Are you, what are you like, in here for? How dumb are you? Why'd you do <laughs> like, that, seriously, man? Dude? Literally. Oh, thought that was entertaining, though. That but, is. But the last thing I got is is actually really insane and horrific and that's the fires in australia i dug into this a little bit this week because i really wanted to try to figure out what was going on there and when you start looking at just the sheer magnitude and number of fires that are all burning at once in Mm -hmm. australia it's honestly kind of crazy they have a fire map that you can look at and pretty much the entire border of the country is just in flames right now In flames right now. In flames right right now. (laughs) So most of the fires are right along in Sydney and around the you know border area of the country, and that's where most of the people live. So that's really concerning because like the inner part of Australia doesn't have a ton of people living there. Right. Um. So it's and it's just crazy how many there are. There's an insane number of of fires. But what's most alarming is that a new report came out from the Sydney Times and ecologists from the University of Sydney estimate that roughly 480 million mammals, birds and reptiles have been killed either directly or indirectly from these fires. That's so just upsetting. Half a billion creatures. That's crazy if you think about it. That's so many. And think about how many people are out there trying to save animals and trying to just, you know, salvage what they can. But yeah, it's just like yeah. so out of control. It is. It really is. And that number includes 8,000 koalas that were burned oh. to death along the mid-north coast of the state. That's terrible. Just, you know, 200 miles north of Sydney. Like I saw, I feel like every week I see a new video of like these poor koalas like running from the fires. And, well, they're slow. And like, this week they're they... are not made to run from these fires. No. No, they're not. They're not meant to move Mm-mm. quickly by any no. means. It's lost too. You see the video on that kind of went viral this week of the koala kind of coming up to the person on the bike. No. And they're like, them like giving them water and stuff. Because they're just, they're, they're dying because they're dehydrated. It's hot. They can't find water or food and... It's honestly just heartbreaking to hear about mm-hmm. these poor animals that this is just having such a effect on them. And again, this is from prolonged drought mm-hmm. and obviously climate change plays a factor in this as well. Huge and they, it just kind of feeds these fires because it's so dry and it's mm-hmm. just unlimited gasoline for them. Mm-hmm. This is why we have to take what's going on in our environment more seriously yeah, absolutely. as a whole. You absolutely. Know? And I think with massive things like this, it's going to take extremes to get more people to understand the, you know, severity of the issue. Absolutely. And it's not humans that are paying for climate change right now. It's the animals. The animals are going to pay first because it's their (sighs) habitats that are being burnt to Mm -hmm. the ground. And a lot of them are not getting out alive and it's, and whole species could go extinct. Like the koala could go extinct, which is just crazy to think about Mm -hmm. Australia with no koalas. Like what is that? I feel like in our lifetime, so many animals are going to go extinct. We're just going to yeah. see it get worse and worse. Probably. I mean, at the rate we're going, it's there. there's so many species that no, their numbers are just dwindling. They're not going to be able to come back, especially with the climate going the way it is. You know, Because if this becomes like a yearly thing where every year there's these massive fires and they're having mm-hmm. to relocate and all of their land is getting burned, it's just like, what's going to be left? Yeah, Not much. Yeah, it's really concerning. And I mean, we saw huge fires in the Amazon over the summer. And Mm -hmm. it's just, I think people, even here in, uh, you know, the U.S., we've had crazy fires in California. I mean, the fires have just been out of control and really freaky. Yeah. And just the the sheer amount of them, how big they're getting, how fast they spread. And just, it's disappointing to see the government not doing more to help. Like a lot of people in Australia are upset with the prime minister. Because he's, it seems like he's not taking this as seriously as he like should. Like on vacation. Yeah, and just not allocating the resources needed to the firefighters and making mm-hmm. sure that they get everything they need and people are getting paid. It's it's kind of crazy because I think the system works a little bit differently in Australia as far as yeah. the emergency services go. They have a lot of volunteers and things like that, much like we do. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's becoming a really, really scary situation. And for those of you in Australia that are dealing with this i you know yeah we know we have a lot of australian listeners you know 
stay safe and best yeah. of luck to you and just yeah yeah do whatever you need to do to get I out never of the know way. what to say at the end of these topics because it's just like it sucks it does <laughs> it's just terrible and you feel like there's what am i going to do about it you know it's so hard it's so overwhelming to think about oh, look how many fires there are oh my gosh the whole all of australia here it's it, just it's like an alarm crazy. alarm going off yeah is what I look at it when I see the mm -hmm. video and I see like an mm -hmm. inferno. It's like the planet sounding. It's yeah. Alarm. It's like time to, to start taking things a little bit seriously. I like I feel like it's like the least we can do is like talk about it. It's the best thing yeah, to that, that's, that's what keep I it in conversations. Is. Talk about it with your coworkers, like be aware of it. And I think it's important to be aware of other things in the world too. Mm -hmm. I hate that most of the news media doesn't cover other stories. Like they're not the covering worst. this. No. And here in the U.S., they're not talking about the fires no, in the U.S. They're covering the twenty-four hour bullshit politics that we have. Yeah, yeah. The, That's all that apparently is the news. When you turn on the news now, it's like you can't get anything else. It seems it doesn't like matter it. what's happening in the rest of the world. It's mm -hmm. so irritating. So most people don't even know that this is going on in this country. You know, which is exactly why I want to talk about it because people need to know mm -hmm. the reality of of climate change and things happening on this planet but let's go ahead and get into our breakthroughs and discoveries for 2019 mm -hmm. all right so let's talk about the biggest breakthroughs of 2019 <laughs> some of them are not huge breakthroughs but they're interesting breakthroughs such as this first one which is about cats yeah we learned that cats can recognize their names but can choose to ignore them yeah well we know that as cat owners we have three so you didn't need to tell me that because i definitely knew that they know their names and that they can ignore them too true <laughs> but apparently there's been a behavioral scientist named asuko sato who started working on the study in 2013 and finally published a paper in the scientific reports on may 3rd 2019 showing that domestic cats can differentiate their names from other words yeah, they definitely can. I mean, just as much as like a dog. Animals are so much smarter than people give them credit for. I feel they like really the scientific are. community is always like a step behind. Like the rest of us, if you have pets, you probably know this, you know? Yeah. Our pets are really smart and intuitive and animals have definitely have the capacity of memorizing names, and like understanding. Well, what they do is they, they would take, you know, the name of the cat and then they would say a bunch of different names for the, that sound like the name for the cat, actual name for the cat, but then like try to, to see if they would respond to it. Which we kind of do that too. We always like rhyme things with our pet's names. <laughs> but what they found is that they can differentiate between what their actual name is versus a similar sounding name. Yeah, cats are really smart too. I mean, there's a reason the Egyptians praised them. Yeah, and mummified them and everything mm -hmm. like that. There's a reason. It's a big part of their culture. I think they're probably a lot more intelligent than we even know. Yeah. I feel like. I feel like I they have too. way more figured out than yeah then we even realize they're like yeah lol i can do a lot more than just know my name <laughs> yeah they're like i've you got think a lot that? more going on up here i bet they do plotting your death i bet they do <laughs> plotting your death <laughs> i don't think ours are plotting our, our death no nah, i'm just kidding but but if it, either one of them are or any of the three it's lily yeah oh lily would kill josh but not me <laughs> no she loves him now too she does yeah she does so the way that this researcher actually conducted the study was that they got 78 cats from multiple Japanese households and a cat cafe. And at first they had the cat owners repeatedly say four words similar to the individual cat's names to habituate the felines to the sounds. And once the cats were familiarized with the words, the researchers performed four different experiments to test the reactions. And the results showed that cats were not only able to discriminate between their names and similar sounding words, but also differentiate between their names and the names of other cats. Even if strangers were, even if strangers were saying them, except for the cats who just didn't act interested at all. You know, there's always those cats that don't yeah. play along with what you want to do at They're all. They're not going to entertain you. you know, like you're yeah. saying words to me and too bad. I don't care. Mm -hmm. So cool study, I guess. I mean, I don't and know. I'm sure all animals have a different level of intelligence, just like humans. I mean, not all humans are the same when it comes to their intelligence. Right, right, so I'm totally. sure animals, it's like the same kind of thing. Mm -hmm. There's Different smarter levels. cats than others. And there's dumber cats. <laughs> <laughs> Thought that breakthrough was kind of funny. Yeah, I like that one. 
But the other thing that happened at the very beginning of 2019, which mm-hmm. was a really huge breakthrough, was that China landed a probe on the far side or dark side of the moon on January 3rd. And that was a huge deal because we hadn't previously really seen what the other side looked like. But it wasn't quite as exciting as we thought it was going to be on the other side of the moon. No, no. <laughs> there was a lot of conspiracy theories and stuff. I mean, they barely saw any of it, though. They did only see some. So we don't fully know. Right. And it's still like a government agency telling you. So plenty, you can argue like. There you know, could, they could be, be lots things. of stuff going on over Maybe there. We didn't see everything they captured, but. Right. It's definitely interesting. But according to them, it's going to make it easier to explore space because they won't have all the interference from all of the signals and radio waves on the other side between the earth and the moon. So it's kind of a clear place to gather information about space um, and could be a great huh. landing point at some point. If we were to ever colonize on the moon, that's been something that's been talked about as well. Like would we, we'd probably build a base on the far side of the moon so that we could then take off from that into the rest of the solar system and beyond mm. be a good place to put it. Yeah. Probably. Launching point right. where you can like, go further because you can only go so far you know Mm -hmm. yeah which would be kind of cool yeah that would the next breakthrough was pig brains were partially revived by scientists at yale and this is kind of interesting so this is this is weird a team of neuroscientists from the yale university school of medicine have demonstrated that it is possible to revive a pig's brain hours after death this new system that they create is called brainx and it's restored a number of basic functions to over 30 dead brains, such as the ability to absorb sugars and oxygen. So there's these two pictures and on the left shows what a dead brain looks like. Mm-hmm. And then the right TV. shows the partially reactivated brain. Right. And this is not like bringing them back to life by any means. This is uh, activating parts of their brain again. Does that necessarily mean they're like alive? Does it have consciousness again? Right, Did it right. bring it back to life? No, no. But this is like the first step in trying to achieve that, if mm-hmm. that's even possible. And that's it's interesting that there scientists and are actually working on this and trying to figure out a way to revive life itself. And the first way to do that is you got to get the brain activity going again. Right. So the, the fact that they've got basic functionality being restored to the brain is actually really astounding. And how much further can they take it? Exactly. And yeah, they were able to revive the cells and slow down the process of de- deterioration after death. And obviously they're still dead, but I mean, I mean, how would you even know if consciousness even re-entered the brain of a yeah, pig? Yeah, or if it's even possible, mm-hmm. can, you could bring the brain back. Maybe you can restore all the functions of the brain, but if consciousness is left, can it be restored? Could Does you, consciousness live within the brain? Can it be reactivated? Or yeah, is that's it from what we talked about source? in our Right, if you missed episode. our consciousness episode, you missed out, but. It's, a, it's the biggest question for yeah. sure. Does That's consciousness really leave the body a after you die and b where does it reside? Yeah. And could you just like start it back up again. Like if you were able to completely reanimate the brain f- after it's dead, mm-hmm. would that mean that consciousness could also would return? Wouldn't right. that be crazy though? Like if you yeah. were to, able to bring somebody dead back as well as restore the consciousness well, that would to just- it have us questioning everything that would defy everything yeah yeah then what is a soul does your soul actually leave your body is it part of you that'd be wild you know are you just the host that's interesting but you have to let us know your opinions on that it's also creepy though to think about if we were able to get to the point where we could revive a dead being that when we did it there would be no consciousness so what would that being actually be like right like a zombie is that what what a zombie is yeah yeah, exactly Mm. And it's kind of what they did with these pigs. It kind of created zombie pigs in a, in a sense. That's kind of crazy. Because there's a zombie. Does yeah. a zombie have consciousness? But it's not like it's walking around eating again. Right. And right. They didn't restore all those yeah, functions. They're just seeing brain activity. It's interesting though. But it's a huge first step in, in this direction of reviving things. And the, like we talked about a few weeks ago, they did suspended animation in a human before being able to keep them from completely dying and bring yeah. them back to life in a sense. So we're, we're getting there. Yeah. So it makes one, you wonder where we're going to be when we're doing 2050 breakthroughs and discoveries. Yeah. yeah this podcast 20, is still going. <laughs> oh my God. Can you imagine like be, 30 years down the road, we're like doing this every year. That would be really fun. I hope we are. I think it's kind of fun. I mean, every year is going to be different about 
how much breakthroughs and discoveries there were. I feel like there was more in like 2017 was yeah, a good one. Yeah. I feel like next year is going to have way more too. Yeah. With it being like the turn of the decade. Like, yeah. It was kind of, just, of a sleepy know. year in a sense. Like, it really kind of was in a lot of ways. I mean, I'm sure there's plenty of arguments against that, but. So our next breakthrough comes in May 2019 when American explorer by the name Victor Vescovo broke the record for the deepest dive into the ocean. He went down nearly 36,000 feet into the Pacific Ocean's Mariana Trench. That's scary, man. That's almost as scary as going to space if you think about so it. So no one else has gone that, that deep? deep. That I deep. can't imagine the pressure in your ears. It's making my ears hurt just thinking about it because I really can't go lower than like 10 feet. Yeah, that's <laughs> crazy, started, man. Hurting, well, like, don't their submarines control the pressure? It's like it's like an airplane. Yeah, but it, your ears still have to yeah. adjust to it. Yeah, sure. I feel that. I, I feel like you still feel it to some extent. There's a reason that they don't go deeper. I wonder how long it took him to get down there. Probably hours. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Take, oh. it takes a while because you got to yeah, just slow. You can't go too fast. Yeah, then you'll <laughs> blow up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, for some reason, the idea of pressure change under the ocean just like really freaks me oh, out. Oh, it freaks like, me out. I'd... The idea of pressure and like being really deep. Like I feel like I'd have claustrophobia being in a submarine deep underwater. I'd feel like panicked. Well, it almost you... makes me feel like I'm out of breath even thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's probably way worse than being in an airplane because it's such a small confined space. Like, can you imagine barely being able to turn around in something smaller no. than your car? 36,000 feet under the ocean and for a long time in, in the, the pitch dark block. in the yeah. dark dude yeah oh that's so freaky what do you think would be more challenging on your body and mind going to space or going underneath the ocean to i think really space deep? is almost easier to comprehend because it's space and like i don't know i think the idea of like flying and going up is less scary than being trapped and confined in a tube 36,000 feet under the ocean mm-hmm. to me at least i, I don't know that. maybe the opposite for other people like flying doesn't freak me out as much nearly as the idea of even like scuba diving kind of freaks me out like yeah, being you do get scared I, I get scared under the water because <laughs> you you kind of like lo- you i don't like that feeling of losing control of your surroundings yeah and you I mean, really does and you really do when you go oh yeah deep under the water mm-hmm. You're at the liberty of whatever's there, and it's kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, no, I get that too, but going into space sounds insane to me. I can't almost, I just really can't fathom that. I think for me. I can almost fathom going underwater more. Right. For me personally. But the idea of being able to, with no gravity, is is cool to me. Like being able to feel what it's like to be weightless and Mm -hmm. float around what seems like a worthwhile trip into space. Yeah. Versus like being just trapped in a submarine. No, I get that too. With a flashlight at the bottom of what the ocean. What would you do? Mm, I don't know, because if I was in space, at least you could, well, theoretically, if you're in the space station, see the earth still. So I feel like it would give me some comfort. But if you're that That's far true. down, I f- you know, you're not seeing mm-hmm. anything. I would almost lose the whole idea of I'm still on earth. And like you said, it, it almost feels like you're leaving earth in a way yeah. versus going to space. Obviously, you're leaving earth. But I don't know, something about being able to still see earth would bring that me com- would more comfort than being i don't know just that that picture just freaks me out it does not look like a good time <laughs> know, it looks so dark it's such a small little submarine too i know you could almost be swallowed up by some larger creature down yeah. There. right yeah like a if, whale could easily yeah. take that down you know like not that or they if would there's but there's a megalodon because i think munch munch yeah your yeah. submarine is gone well we don't even know real. what creatures of the deep are down there i mean we yeah. know there's giant squid pretty far down there so. yeah one of those guys could just grab onto your submarine and that's mm-hmm. it. You're done. I know. Those things freak Wrap me out. their huge arms around you. and I mean, there's some stuff down there that is crazy scary looking. You know what's scary is they found a plastic bag down there at the bottom of the Mariana Street. Yeah, I remember we and covered that. And candy wrappers. Yeah, that's just, oh my gosh, dude. We are such a disgrace to this planet. That's insane. That's so deep. Yeah. How did it travel so far? And it's so lightweight. It's not like it's like a rock. Right. It's a wrapper. It's, it's like, how does that Plastic, get so man. down? Mm-hmm. But it, I mean, it makes sense of over time that stuff is going to end up there. So mm-hmm. imagine in 10 years from now, there's probably going to be a lot more in the Marianas Trench and all over. Yeah. I mean, it's building up. It's sinking down. 
And how disappointing as this explorer to think you're, I'm exploring new lands under the ocean, deep, yeah. deep, deep in the yeah, making this great thing. deepest trenches of the earth. And look what I find. I find a freaking Walmart grocery bag. at the <laughs> Oh home. my gosh. Trash. I hate us. Trash. I hate humanity. That's terrible. Honestly. Oh, that's I mean, so you go sad. out in space and you hope that you don't hit space junk and but there but you, you go. get derailed. Oh, we're covered in trash. The we're whole planet's polluting surrounded. Whole, yeah. Yeah. Surrounded with trash. Such messy. We can barely even creatures. launch anything out of our freaking atmosphere right now because we have so much trash. We are trash. That's the moral Humans of the story. Are trash. <laughs> We're trash, literally. It's so bad. I mean, we got it. Oh, geez. We have so, so far to go. And it's not, it's like so hard because it's got to change on like the, on the corporate level. Yeah, like yeah. Walmart's going to need to and make the And the government's got to get involved. I mean, yeah. it's got to be huge sweeping yeah. changes from the top. Oh, for especially Gosh. your average consumer to do anything. That's so insane. But what's cool is there is some hope when it comes to this plastic. It, mm-hmm. A lot of people have been working really hard on trying to find alternatives for single-use plastics. And one person is Lucy Hughes, who's a product design student at the University of Sussex, created a compostable compound that could replace single-use plastics and products such as bakery bags sandwich packs and tissue boxes it kind of looks like a saran wrap or something but yeah. like thicker kind of like yeah it's really cool hmm. it, she calls it Mar, uh, marina tex and it's because it's made with the byproducts and it's because its main ingredient is byproducts of the fishing industry which is really cool hmm. so like what does that mean like made out of fish so oh. yeah so like yeah, so like excess from, you know, when they're bringing up shrimp and crustaceans yeah. and things like that and algae from fish skin. Oh. So literally the byproduct of, of fishing, like hard she figured out how to take these things and produce this product. It's actually really cool. Waste. It's like skin. When she put them all together, she was able to make this skin like film that's really flexible yet pliable and strong. Hmm. And she won a huge award for this and she plans to continue to try to improve it and then create a business plan for mass distribution so and it's completely compostable it will comp it breaks down fairly easy so that's kind of interesting because it's technically not vegan then but it's like good for the environment so do you think vegans will want to use it well probably i don't know well because it's still like making good of waste but i guess if you're a vegan i don't know let us know if you yeah if you're a vegan what do you think about a using some plastic like alternative made from byproduct of fishing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's kind of like cl- worlds clashing here. It's interesting. I but think, it's also doing good in saving the planet, which right. I think is a huge mes- message that vegans are trying to send out as well. Like, Right. That's what I'm saying. It's like, hmm. I think, I think they'd be on board with it because. I think some would, some, would, some wouldn't, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a good idea, though, for sure. I think this is going to be the, the next big thing is whoever can figure out a way to eliminate all plastics yeah well i mean it's great to see stuff like this and the more that we have concern and the more people raise awareness about uh, climate change and you know the issues that we're having with our uh, planet we're going to have more of our innovative thinkers out there creating things like this Mm -hmm. and taking something that's a problem the fishing industry is incredibly wasteful and you know we fish so much and to take the excess parts that we can't use and repurpose them, I think is great. Yeah. And we're probably going to see more like this. Absolutely. Yeah. Kudos to her, man. That's yeah. such a, a good idea. I think we'll see more things like that over time. Definitely. Most definitely. One of the coolest things that happened this year, I think, was when scientists generated the first image of a black hole, which you can't actually see the black hole, but from the image, the dark part inside of the lighted ring is the shadow from it. But to be able to acknowledge their existence altogether, because before it's been kind of this theoretical idea, we didn't actually know mm-hmm. whether or not they really existed or not. And now we have Confirm. a confirmed image mm-hmm. of a black hole with a diameter of 23.6 million miles. Wow, that's how big that is? Yes. So it's really hard for me to... It's hard understand f- this picture. Well, yeah, because it, it looks like just a little. So donut. you're saying in the middle is the shadow, the shadow from it. You can't actually see a black hole. Cause right. It's you a black hole. <laughs> it's the darkest thing in the world. Right. So what is all the light around the actual shadow part in the center? It's a fiery disk of gas. It's gas around it. 
Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. That's why it's kind of like foggy looking. Right, exactly. Yeah. So is it actually that bright in space? Or no, is this it is their, the, the image. Yeah. Their, okay, the image. It's is the computer by generating the colors and everything like that. So it's probably not actually what it looks like in real life, if that makes sense. It's uh -huh. what the computer is able to generate. But the fact that we have a picture at all confirming right. the existence of a supermassive black hole right. is insane. Yeah. Especially it's 55 million light years from our planet. The fact that they're able to even gather the data to put this together is so really far. amazing and how far we've come. Yeah, I really can't even wrap my mind around how they possibly make this. Yeah. Form this it picture. Took so much so much data and hard drives. Yeah, so many people to put this, on this together. It's it's actually really incredible that they were able to do this at all. Yeah, this was probably the coolest thing that happened this year. It was in the Messier 87 galaxy, which we we also found out that we have a supermassive black hole in the center of the Milky Way of our galaxy, which is interesting when you think about could it be that in every galaxy across the universe there's a supermassive black mm -hmm. hole? And black it's holes, yeah. Like a way of traveling around no not necessarily like that's more of like a what a wormhole would be right wormhole being you go in and there's an out you know an exit from the other side obviously there could be but mm -hmm. nothing escapes a black hole as far as we know so well, we don't actually know a lot of people think that that's well, how light you enter other universes it. is through a black hole i mean who knows yeah no one true. has any idea if we you don't even know. survive it we don't know that's true but there i think there's a lot more to black holes than yeah. any of us realize right now well if there's one in every universe there's probably a reason yeah well it's like they end up eating everything around it eventually gets sucked into it mm -hmm. and then it's there and eventually they die black holes it's really crazy mm -hmm. yeah it's really weird to think about mm -hmm. so everything that goes but we don't know if everything that goes in it actually does die I mean, it could well, it be transported it. somewhere, right? Maybe. I mean, I don't know. What's on the other side of a black hole? Yeah. Another universe? That's what I'm saying. Maybe. That's a theory that's out there. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to think about. But it's cool that by doing this and generating this image, they were able to confirm Einstein's general theory of relativity. And, and really, he was like dead right about how yes. this shit works. It's really crazy yep. and cool. To see that we're now finally being able to approve Einstein's theories and stuff, which is truly amazing. Yeah, I'm sure he'd like to see that. But this next one's cool. Google has been working on a quantum computer, which you know what a quantum computer is? No. So, like our laptops and typical computers, there's quantum computers or supercomputers, and then there's classical computers, meaning like our machines mm -hmm. are classical computers yeah. and then there's supercomputers, which are much, much larger versions of a classical, like a regular computer that take up like whole rooms. But then there's quantum computers, which is like the next step and is far, 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 far faster than any other type of computer on this planet. And Google's been working on one and they finally announced back in October that they, created the greatest quantum computer of all time, beating out other companies' quantum computers like IBM and Intel and other countries that work are working on quantum computers. Oh. Because quantum computers, they use a totally different uh, type of programming. Like They don't rely on ones and zeros like a typical computer does. They use these other, other type of bits that, in order to read and write information to them. And they do it at at such a fast speed that they're able to solve things far, far faster than anything else can. And what they were actually able to do was their quantum computer was able to take a problem or like a code, like for example, it's, this is a really hard complex. It's a really hard concept to understand because it is so technologically advanced, but they were able to take a, let's say a problem. So a coded problem, that's like a code. You got to figure out how to decipher the code, right? Mm -hmm. So they, they gave their quantum computer a coded problem in order to try to figure it out and try to solve, solve it. Well, a typical supercomputer would take 10,000 years working on this problem what? in order to 
figure out the answer to it or un like decode it for example this is just an example that's what they've generated they, have, they think it would take no this is long. what they know for sure would take based on simulations and things like that that hmm. would take ten thousand years for a supercomputer with its capabilities to solve or decode this message or problem so this thing is like beyond smart this thing did it in two minutes what or it was like 200 seconds so a couple minutes yeah whoa a quantum computer when you look at a picture of this thing it looks like a brain or something like this giant brain looking thing and they have to keep it in like a cryo chamber it has to be really 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 cold because the amount of heat that this computer generates is insane how smart do the people who work on this (laughs) thing have to be oh i know super 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 computer nerds yeah wow this is the most complex computer processing chips on the planet i mean what's crazy is that these things are going to be operating like a brain they already are mm-hmm. but far greater than anything else that we know of and to imagine this being behind ai is really really cool yeah. to some extent <laughs> because it's like Okay, if we have a quantum computer, what is it going to be able to figure out? It's going to be able to figure out any type of coded message or any type of, you know, encryption, things like that. Yeah. It's going to be able to break all of that stuff really easily and and figure out, you know, paired with AI, it's going to be able to figure out lots of problems and solve things for us way faster than it would typically take. Yeah, I mean, way faster than if it's if a if it's so much faster than a supercomputer. I mean, imagine how much smarter it is than us. I mean, yeah, maybe it yeah. can really help us with a lot of our issues that we have and problems that we have. But yeah, at the same time, it's like, do we want go the that other powering? Way. Yeah, that's like, oh, wow. If you're, if the it's computer is all of a sudden smarter than us and can degree. outsmart our very, every move that yeah. we do. That's what scares me. And that's what scares people about these quantum computers and, and Google for that matter mm-hmm. is that they're, they're working on this and what happens if this technology falls into the wrong hands and some type of organization, malicious organization gets a hold of it and they use quantum computer to say crack our power grid or crack yeah. something like that and cause massive uh, havoc and, and disaster. Yeah. It's, it's kind of crazy. And but technology is, things. Mm-hmm, exactly. Technology is just continuing to barrel forward at, at this crazy pace and quantum computing is where it's headed for sure. All right, this next one is pretty crazy, and I bet a lot of you didn't even know that this happened, and it happened back in July of this year. Our planet had a near miss with a large asteroid. Mm-hmm. That's so freaky. So this asteroid was known as the 2019 OK. <laughs> Why is it called the OK? <laughs> Nothing know. about it is OK. It's OK because okay it missed us. But apparently... It escaped the gaze of even NASA's planetary defense system until just 24 hours before it flew by the Earth. Well, that makes me feel good. Yeah, they've got a really good Great system job, NASA. over there. That's crazy. You would think it would be way, way yeah. more time. It was five times closer than the moon. Oh, my gosh. 426 feet wide. But they didn't even end up telling anyone, really, like making a big deal about it. No, because they know it's going to cause panic. Like yeah. People are going to freak out Can if they think imagine? the asteroid's going to hit us. Yeah, and it, especially if it was a false alarm like that. Yeah. And they were like, oh, guys, there's an asteroid well, what headed towards even, Earth in 24 hours. Yeah, what do you even do to prepare for that? Good luck preparing for that. I, I guess. But yeah, it would just like wreak havoc. Like, what's the point of even telling everyone yeah, and distressing? Yeah. If, it, if that's going to happen, it's going to happen. That's wild, man. Yeah. So if we were hit by a 426 feet wide asteroid, it would have packed a punch equivalent to 30 atomic bombs. Think about that. That's just insane. God, that was the day we like moved into our house or the day after. We had, like no idea that was happening. No, no. I don't yeah. think anybody knew about no, that. About Even it NASA after. didn't know about it till 24 hours prior. Yeah. That's so By that insane. time, like what can you do? It's not like you can, you know, send Shoot something it. up real quick. And <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like they're still trying to figure out solutions to that problem. Because it's not, this ain't going to be the last time an asteroid comes near the earth for sure. There is also something created called DNA 2.0 so what a team of researchers is they created synthetic dna with eight letters instead of the usual four which th- it's supersized dna essentially so it can hold a lot more information 
It's crazy that they're able to make synthetic DNA. Yeah, I didn't even know that was possible. Called Hachimoji. Hachimoji. Mm -hmm. The coolest thing that they were able to do with the synthetic DNA was encode all of Wikipedia into it. The entire database of Wikipedia. Synthetic DNA. So this is not real DNA. It's synthetic. Right. It's something they created, but its capacity to hold information is far greater than our human DNA is. So if you take that DNA, that synthetic DNA, and create a human out of it, is it going to be far more powerful and smarter than us? Yes, because it's able to hold more information. The genes will be, there'll be more packed into them. We just keep creating things that are going to outsmart us, now perform us, and possibly ruin us. Yeah, maybe maybe this is the segue to cloning or something. Maybe this yeah. synthetic DNA will come in handy when we start cloning humans or something. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, That's I don't just know. Wild to wrap your mind around. But what if you mix regular DNA with the synthetic DNA? Do you have like a like half inject- human, half synthetic well, hybrid? Is that a cyborg? Yeah, I don't know. I don't I mean, know if they're quite to that crazy. point yet. But I can't imagine what's going to be in the breakthroughs and discoveries of twenty thirty. Yeah. Well, when the singularity comes, yeah. So much. It's going to be a different world for sure. It will. I mean, things are changing fast. Think about how your technology that you use on a daily basis has changed in the last 10 years. I mean, Mm -hmm. wow. What were you using 10 years ago? I was using, I think, a Palm Centro or something. 10 years ago? Yeah. In 2000, well, in 2010, 2010. yeah, I had a Razor. I didn't have an iPhone. Wait, maybe. I had something else, but I don't even know what it was called. Oh, I had like a brick. I had like a sliding bricky. Thing oh yeah, no, with yeah. A keyboard. Yep. What was it called? The they QWERTY called keyboard. Like a, mm-hmm. <laughs> the little. Uh, there was a bunch of different brands. The like aliens. LG had one. Yeah, there was there was a bunch. Yeah, I mean things have changed Nokia. so much. Just how we have you over know, the decade. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> ten years ago, if you tried to explain Alexa and Siri to someone, they'd be like so confused. Like, it's a thing. I remember when they first introduced Siri, I was so confused, but I was like, it's a, you want me to refer to this as a being? It's like a person. It's a, <laughs> yeah, like, intelligent thing. I don't know. It was such a strange concept. I mean, things have changed so much just in the last five years. It's, it's only going to get crazier. Technology is going so fast. It is. And there's so many more jobs in it and people working on this stuff. I mean, wow. It's only going to get more and more advanced yeah i did not decade, know sure. synthetic dna was a thing yeah yeah it's just crazy doubling the capacity it's pretty amazing stuff so that kind of wraps up our 2019 breakthroughs and discoveries yeah guys i hate to say this but when researching this yeah. episode in comparison to past years there really wasn't that yeah. much like that you guys would be interested in interesting stuff as far as like really groundbreaking you know, discoveries or some Mm-mm. sort of breakthrough that's going to like change some, you know, something yeah. dramatically. There just really wasn't, there wasn't too much going much. on this year. No, I think next year is going to be a lot. And I think so much was just focused on like the political climate and all yeah. these other things and the, just the climate in general that was going on. I mean, yeah, a lot of things I we agree. talked about kept going back to the, mm-hmm. to the climate and, and all of that. And that was just kind of the trend. I feel like this year It was just such a weird year in my opinion. I don't know. It just felt different from past yeah, years. The energy felt weird this year. I wonder if anyone else feels like that. Cause Janelle and I always talk about how we felt like it was just off. Yeah, Sometimes I, fail. I have kind of a mental thing that like even years are better energy and odd years are weird. Yeah, energy. Yeah, I don't I can, know I if anyone else that. agrees, but that's how my life's always been. Yeah. You agree with that? I, I would agree with that actually. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree with that. I hated 2017. 2018 was pretty lit. 2019 yeah. was. Eh. Yeah. <laughs> so hopefully 2020 will be, another great great year yeah i'm looking forward to it i'm really excited to start Hopefully a new year like and some, a new decade i mean i'm just waiting for like when are aliens gonna be i know that's like the announcement right like, i've been waiting for that for so long like yeah. something good Come maybe on. yeah or maybe just like some more disclosure like there wasn't any major alien news this no, year like no. in years past we've been able to talk about ufo footage being leaked and other things there wasn't that much when it came to that that was you know really credible and made big news nothing new really Mm -hmm. nothing new really happened uh ufo wise it Mm -hmm. seems like on a major scale this year so yeah hopefully 2020 brings some more (laughs) excitement to our lives i mean i think it will i have a good feeling about it yeah i do too i hope 
I think it'll be better for us personally. Hopefully be better for you personally. Yeah. But yeah, that's 2019 for you. <laughs> Wrapped up. Whoa. <laughs> but thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Malahar Podcast. Hopefully you had a great holiday season and enjoy New Year's and yes. celebrate the coming of 2020. Yes. But And we wish you luck and prosperity. Yes. And everything you've ever dreamed of in 2020 in the next decade with that being said we will end it here see you guys in 2020 and stay safe and stay woke